Welcome to the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast, where we'll explore what it means to serve in the kingdom of God according to his agenda and in the most excellent way. I'm your host, Tawanda Coles, and I'm glad you've tuned in with me today. Welcome to this episode of Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast. I am your host, Tawanda Coles, and today I am joined by a very special guest, Dr. Carla Stokes. I'm so excited to have this anointed woman of God with me today as we close out this season of the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast here in the month of March, Women's History Month. I thought it would be awesome to be joined by this powerhouse in the kingdom to talk about what it looks like as women lead in ministry. So with that, Welcome, Dr. Carla Stokes. (laughs) I'm so glad to be here. Thank you, Elder Tawanda Coles. It's just an honor to be with you. Please call me Carla. Yes, amen, amen, (laughs) amen. Uh, I would like our listeners to know that you serve as the pastor of ministries and outreach at New Birth Missionary Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. And I would like to start talking uh, with regards to the work, the amazing work that's happening down at the King's Table there in Atlanta. One of the things that uh, we've been talking about all season here on the podcast is one of the core aspects, I believe, of kingdom excellence is having the heart to serve. Having the heart to serve is one of the core aspects uh, from of Kingdom Excellence from my perspective. And I want the listeners to understand how the work that you guys do for the King's Table demonstrates that in your service to the community. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing there in Atlanta. Oh, I'd love to. We have the awesome privilege of serving our community. You know, it is just that. It's a privilege and an honor to be able to serve the people that God places in your path. And it's just a simple thing. You know, um, it actually started just before the pandemic. I believe that as Christians, we should live a prophetic Mm -hmm. life. Uh, That means that we spend time with the Lord, hearing his voice as we pray, and God will drop seeds in your heart, nuggets. He'll allow things to happen, circumstances that would seemingly be, you know, oh, that's just a coincidence. But you know, when you live a life of communicating with God, that he gives you advance warning of what's going to happen. And I'm not saying I knew the pandemic was going to happen by any stretch of (laughs) imagination. (laughs) But, But just to give you a little background on the King's Table, which is our food distribution ministry. Um, We had a lady in our church, one of the older members who came to me and said, hey, I think we need to start our food pantry again. Well, this was in uh, 2019. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, you know, I lead the ministries. That's a ministry we could start. She said, we used to have one a long time ago. I just feel like we need to start that again. I said, all right, well, let's look at it. And uh, long story short, we went ahead and got uh, in position to mm-hmm. do it. And in January of 2020, we cut the ribbon on a small area at the mm-hmm. church where we just put some canned goods and some some noodles and, and some non-perishable food. And we said, well, we're prepared to be able to serve the community. We were so excited. You know, she was excited. Mm-hmm. We had a little crew of volunteers and uh, we opened it up and served about 30 families. And we're like, yes, this is success. And that was January of 2020. 
and March of 2020, we were in a full-blown pandemic. And immediately we saw that the need had increased just exponentially. And and we had people calling the church, asking for help, asking for finances, asking for food. And and the Lord had already positioned us. And that's what I mean by we live our lives prophetically. You know, I love looking at things that happen and it's like, oh yeah, God already set us Mm -hmm. up for that. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. And so we were able to roll it out in a bigger way. And we went from serving 30 families, 50 families to serving a thousand people in a day on Saturdays and just kept going every Saturday. And God just kept providing um, because we made ourselves available to him to serve the need that was there in our community. That's awesome. I love how, I just love how the Lord will cause things to fall into place and be and happen just when it needs to, so that we can serve as a resource to those who are in need. It is amazing how just a simple request in 2019, just a simple request, right? Mm -hmm. And for the ministry to be open as a leader, to be open for you to hear that and say, yeah, why not? You know, because we're all supposed to call, we're, we're called to serve in our community. Right. And, and like you said, who Mm -hmm. would have thought two months later, right. We would be in the midst of Mm -hmm. a, a global pandemic and the, the amazing work that you guys are able to do in terms of feeding thousands of people just from the that idea i think that is that is walking in kingdom excellence all day long that is what <laughs> it looks like and i'm so honored that you were you're able to share that i also want to kind of zone in on if you unpack that 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 phrase you use um living a prophetic life i like that mm. carla I like that. I like that because I feel like, thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel like you are doing that. Like you're the work, the things that you are doing and walking out what God has called you to do. Talk a little bit about your kind of journey in leadership and how you've been able to walk that out and what that looks like in your life. Mm, Wow. Um, Well, you know, there's a book that I read a long time ago, and the title of it is something about just enough light for the step I'm on. Mm. And that's how God deals with me. He gives me just enough light, just enough vision, just enough foresight for the step I'm on, Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) just to see how to handle this step. But it always sets me up for the next step. So, you know, my journey in, in leadership in the church comes from being a child growing up in the church of God, mm-hmm. where, you know, we did everything in ministry. I am so grateful for my upbringing mm-hmm. because it afforded me the opportunity to move in realms that um, serve me well now. Because, you know, as a child, I was going to vacation Bible school, learning the scriptures. As a child, you know, I remember teaching the nursery class at Sunday school and I must have been 14. Mm. So I was mm-hmm. teaching, you know, in, in what we would now call Christian education, right. um, singing in the choir, being an usher, serving in the dining hall, all of those things prepared me to be able to serve in other capacities. You know, God 
is looking to see if he can trust us with a little. Okay. If he can trust us with another man's work, he'll give you your own. If he can trust you with a little bit, he'll give you more. And so, you know, from serving in all of those capacities at church as a child, as a youth, um, you know, hey, we were in the Youth Revival Mass Choir Amen. together. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We were traveling up and down the East Coast uh, on a bus, going out to sing and and share the gospel. Um, As teenagers, we did that. And so, you know, that's been my journey, although I didn't come up in a way that prepared me specifically and directly to be a a female preacher. (laughs) It was preparing me to be a carrier of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our church was called Gospel Spreading Church. And so regardless of gender, God set it up and put us on a path to be able to carry um, his message in other ways. So when I, you know, got more grown and graduated from college and and moved away and joined another church, um, it was just a natural. I served. I just looked for other opportunities to serve. You know, I went to a prayer service at new birth mm-hmm. because I always went to prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just what I did. And so when I went to the prayer meeting, the very first night I went there, a lady on my way out handed me a flyer that said, uh, we have prayer boot camp. Would you like to come? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I went to prayer boot camp, which was uh, a training class. And I, I took the class and Gosh, that was as soon as I got to New Birth in Atlanta. And in just a few months after that, I was serving on the prayer call. I was answering the phones, um, praying with people on the line. Then I was teaching prayer classes. So my, my answer is that it evolves naturally. God gives you enough light for the step you're on. And if you get on that step, he will then give you light that will lead you to the next step. And it is just a succession of walking with God on the staircase of life. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I love that. Mm-hmm. And I pray that the listeners are are leaning in that God gives us just enough for the step that we are on. Because sometimes Carla, we want, we want, we want to see the, the staircase. <laughs> right. Right. We want to see the staircase, <laughs> but God gives us enough to, to see, can I trust you right here? Like to illuminate, this is what I want you to do right here. Can I trust you to be able to to handle this before allowing you to move on to the next step? I love how um, you said, I believe it's, we were raised, uh, it was bred in us, if you will, to serve. Mm -hmm. It was bred in us to serve. And although we may not have um, seen women specifically lead in ministry the way we do today we were blessed with examples of women who showed us the importance of how to be carriers or stewards of someone else's vision okay Mm -hmm. and and I want to kind of spend some time there because when we talk about service it's been my experience um, you know, when I, when I engage with people, they talk a lot about, you know, this was what I'm doing. I'm this, I'm that, you know, my, this, my, that, but I want to spend a few minutes talking about the importance of humility and submission 
and being able to carry out someone else's vision, how we can help do that. What, what, what are some thoughts that you have around that area about being, being faithful to help carry out the vision of another? Cause that's what we do in the local church, right? We help carry out the vision of our senior pastor. How do we as women contribute to that? Oh, we are natural sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's what we do in, in life in general. And I think sometimes, um, you know, our minds can get a little tripped up when we think about it in the context of church, but we do it all the time on our jobs. We do whatever mm-hmm. our boss wants us to do. We operate according to the job description somebody else has written. We carry out the functions that will advance the company. You know, we, we, we're here to, to serve the mission of the organization. Um, we do that in life. We've done it all our years in school. We take the curriculum somebody else has given. They taught it to us, and that's what we learn. That's what we do our projects on. So it's not any different. You know, when we get into a discussion in the realm of the kingdom of God, um, we are operating in the the capacity of kingship, and so yeah. we are functioning at the will of the king. Yes, you know the king of kings. He sets the pace for what we're going to do. He casts the vision. He gives it to people who give it to people who give it to people. Mm -hmm, That's just mm -hmm. the way it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so wherever you are in that chain, you've got to just carry out what what you've been given to do. And so within the context of the church, absolutely, God gives the senior pastor the vision, the responsibility for leading that block, for leading those people. And then everybody else has to come alongside and help. Mm -hmm. My mission as a member of a church is to handle the portion of the kingdom, the portion of the church organization that is under my care so that the pastor never has to worry about it. Amen. Amen. That's my goal. That's how I, that's how I lead the division that I lead. And we pray that all the time that um, God will grace us Mm -hmm. to be able to, to handle this part so that the pastor never has to worry about that. Amen. Now, yeah, we yield to him. We yield to his vision and all of that, but but he doesn't have to come back and look around to see if this part's being done. Mm-hmm. No, that's my responsibility. I got this. Yes. I've got this so he doesn't have to do it, so she doesn't have to do it, so whoever we report to, they don't have to worry about it. That's kingdom excellence. Yeah. And that's submitting to the vision of the house so that the if everybody does that, Tawanda, <laughs> when uh-huh. everybody does that, the whole vision moves forward because you say, I've got this. Yeah. I love that, yeah. Carla. I love that. And I think, you know, it, I, I am, I am in a season. This is, this is going to be this, this part right here blows my mind every time I think about it. Right. I think about where I am today and how we grew up you know, I'm in my mid forties and I think about those coming behind me. I can't believe I just Mm -hmm. said that out loud. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those coming behind me. Right. And I think about what are some of the things that I am learning today that maybe I wish I had known back then when you're in a position of leadership, in a position of uh, influencing and helping someone to get from where they are to where they want to be. I think one of the things that I um, that I would be intentional about 
uh, sharing is the importance of development, the importance Mm -hmm. of investing in myself um, and not waiting for someone to come give me something, but that I am more proactive about finding ways to develop, finding ways to help. That's what I would tell my younger self. What would Carla tell her younger self? Ooh, I like that one right there. (laughs) Uh, I would tell myself, don't sweat the small stuff. Oh, come on, sis, please. There is nothing too small for me to handle. Um, What I mean by that now as a leader, you know, I, I don't, I try not to give my teams anything to do that I won't do myself or that I haven't done myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's no small thing. And I think I would tell myself to pay attention to the small details, Mm -hmm. because like you said, we're looking for the whole staircase. Mm -hmm. I want to know when's my shot when you know, when's my Mm -hmm. time to shine when, uh, uh, no, no, no. Did you pass the piece of paper on the floor and walk on by, or did you pick it up and put it in trash can? I'm Mm -hmm. talking about the small stuff. Mm -hmm. When you were in the restroom, and you saw water splattered all over the sink. Did you take another paper towel and wipe it down? Because if you can't do that, you're not fit to leave. Listen, listen, pause. Wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you just said a whole mouthful right there because those are the moments, Carla, when no one's watching us, yes. right? Those are the moments when no one's watching us, where we demonstrate uh, what I believe is personal integrity. You're absolutely right. What are the things that that we do, the small things where no one is watching us? Are we faithful to handle those things where no one has to tell us what to do? You know what I'm saying? And and being able Mm -hmm. to um, do those those things that I like the way you said, there's nothing too small for you to do, like nothing too small. I I know where, where, where the way that I'll, I'll take it back to the way that things happened on Edmondson Avenue. Okay. (laughs) You went into that dining room and you served. That was the first ministry for many young people, uh, where I grew up, where you learned literally how to serve, literally grab a plate, fill a cup, clean up, grab a trash bag, wipe down those kind of things when it was, you didn't even, um, there was no thought of leading the purity club session or, you know, leading a Bible study conversation, whatever that was, it was, can you be trusted to go and wipe down the sink, grab and pick up the piece of paper? And I, I hope the listeners are really catching a trend here. Cause a few of my speakers or guests that have been on this podcast have echoed the same thing you just did, Carla, that I'm not going to expect anybody else to do something that I myself have not done first. And it starts Mm -hmm. there being Mm -hmm. able to do the little things like the deep, the the small things matter that we don't want to overlook those things. Oh, that is so good. (laughs) Yes. And you know, I would add, I'd add to that too, Tawanda, you know, it's important for us to be able to work together. You know, I think I would really tell my younger self, be a team player all the way. And, you know, I, I like to think that I, I was, but I, this group coming up, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to help them understand. It, it's important to be a team player. We, we all win when we yes. all put in together. 
you know, the, the one who sat on the bench got a Super Bowl ring when his team won, but he was on the bench rooting for the others. That's we right. Got to work together, you know, and that's really makes a difference. And in a way that doesn't um, call each other out, you know, in a way that that really helps each other. For example, you know, you see something that's that's not quite right. You know, can you send a text on the side and say, hey, you might want to change that. You know, I saw something one day that was a typo and. I didn't make a big to do about it. I texted the person who, mm-hmm, who I knew mm-hmm. was responsible for that and was like, Hey, I think it's such and such. That's mm-hmm. being a team player. But you know, that's right. a lot of times folks are just like, Oh, that's not mine. Or mm, look at what they did. But I think it's right. important for us to work together. And, and when we all work together, we can have some beautiful results. Beautiful. Results. I love that. Yes. And, and I think shouldn't, shouldn't we do that as children of God? We want to cover mm-hmm. our brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. Um, I would, I would rather someone that I am serving with to help me. And, and I love that example because that's an example that I find myself in a lot. You know, if I see something, I'm not mm-hmm. going to, um, you know, call someone out, you know, I'm yeah. going to do the right thing, the gracious thing and, and, you know, send a text or a quick phone call and say, Hey sis, Hey bro, mm-hmm. you know, I saw something. And because we both desire to represent the kingdom with our absolute best, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. He, I saw something that may need to be corrected. And, and, and most mm-hmm. of the times the response is thank you so much. I appreciate that because I want right. to see you win. I want to see That's you it. and whatever you're doing mm-hmm. to, to grow because we're all, a part of team Jesus, right? Jesus. (laughs) At the end of the day, that's what it's about. We're all, we're not competing against one another. I'm not trying to expose a wrongdoing. I want to help you brother. I want to help you sister. And we want to do that together. We're not perfect. We all are going to make mistakes and Mm -hmm. we would all want somebody on our team that would be gracious Mm -hmm. enough to help us in that way. And so I I love that Carla. And I think that the 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 team mentality in the kingdom has got to be so strong because the culture whoo the culture is quick to cancel you know the culture is quick to dismiss the culture but we as the body of christ and as we walk out kingdom excellence the culture should follow us in how we love cover support encourage our brothers and sisters, we should be the ones setting the tone Mm -hmm. as to how kingdom team building relationship building, what that looks like. And it Mm -hmm. starts with us. It It starts starts with with us. us. And everybody has a part to play on the team. Um, You know, I used to teach a class in in this particular class. One of the things I would always say to um, those ministry leaders that were up and coming, those emerging leaders is Mm -hmm. I would ask them, have you ever, and this is when we were all in church, you know, not in mm-hmm, hybrid mm-hmm. and virtual as much as we are now, but, you know, have you ever mm-hmm. seen something happen in the sanctuary and wondered, why doesn't somebody go handle that? You know, it could be anything, a baby crying or or somebody who was just overcome with emotions or, um, you know, something, hey, a piece of paper fell on the, <laughs> on the platform, <laughs> just anything, mm-hmm. or somebody's shoes untied. Have you ever wondered, why didn't somebody go get that? And they all said, oh yeah, I see that all the time. I said, that's because God showed it to you. Mm. God has given Mm. you that 
sight to see it. And he zeroed you in on it. He did that for a reason. <laughs> and yeah, so a yeah. lot of times we ex- we think, oh, well, everybody knows that or everybody saw that or somebody should do that. No, the somebody's you. And God will give you how to handle it. Sometimes we see and say, sometimes we see and pray. So it mm, might be something that okay. you see and you have to say it to somebody. Oh, you know, excuse me, such and such is happening. Or you may have to go and handle it. You may have to go to the person, you know, and you be that comfort. You give them a tissue, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you pick it up off the floor. And then some things are just for you to see and pray because it's mm-hmm. not something that you can move out on right then. And it's not mm-hmm. in your realm of responsibility to handle, but you can pray it. You can sit in the midst of a sanctuary or in a virtual setting. You can sit mm-hmm. right where you are and cause change to come because of your prayers. God yeah, let you zero yeah. in on it so you can see it and you can pray that thing down and around. And yes. you see it just yes. fall. And you and people are like, ooh, oh, I'm so glad they they that baby hushed. Not they didn't know I was sitting over here, Lord, in the name of Jesus, just bring peace yeah. and calm. Lord, help that yes. mother, Lord, to, to you know, <laughs> yes. to, to find yes. the passy that she can't find in, yes. the, in the diaper yes. bag right now, Lord, in the name of mm-hmm. Jesus. You can pray yes. and cause change. That's what we do as women. You're talking about us, you know, in our places of, of authority mm. as women. God yes. has graced mm-hmm. us in such a way. We have what the world calls intuition, but we know that it's the Holy Spirit and he deals with yes. us in a very special way and lets us see things that sometimes others just don't see, but then it becomes our responsibility to do something about it. I love that. That That is a great segue, Carla, into when you talk about when he he, he allows us to see certain things and then gives us the responsibility to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about as we are in women's history month and we talk about women in leadership in the church, women who have the ability to make decisions. Now I know some of the list listeners, you might feel a little tension in your mm-hmm. chest right now <laughs> because some there 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 are differing opinions um with regards to women having um a certain level of authority mm-hmm. if you will in um uh, the governance of the church mm-hmm. right and because of the seat that you've sat in and in your years of um uh serving in ministry can you talk a little bit about how you've overcome challenges in the in the regards of being a woman having to make decisions in the governance of the church how have you been able to to overcome some of those things I think you know sometimes women are viewed upon as maybe a little too emotional um or you know well we shouldn't really have women shouldn't have that much authority etc etc but I really believe in, in based on what you what you share that sometimes God gives us the ability to see things and then the responsibility to take care of it. Absolutely. What's been your experience? Hey, this is the Lord's world and it is his will. And so mm-hmm. uh, we strive to live in the center of his will. Um, God will open up opportunities for men and he will open up opportunities for women that are God-given, God-directed. 
where God guides, he provides. So regardless mm -hmm. of your gender, if God has given you an assignment to do, he is going to help you yes. do it. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we don't do things in our own strength. <laughs> it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is by the wisdom of God. Solomon prayed the prayer, Lord, give me wisdom to lead this people, to lead his people, God's people. Um, so it is, it is a seat uh, of authority that God gives in whatever the assignment is. And so we have to obey him. I'd rather obey God than man. And Amen. so, you know, men Amen. and women and, and people, <laughs> you know, the culture may have opinions about things, but you have to know that you know that you know what God told you to do. Um, mm -hmm. And when God gives you an assignment and he will, as I said, provide for it and make the way for it and, typically there's a confirmation that comes with it. Um, so the best confirmation for me is fruit. So, Hey, you know, Esther was put on an assignment. The fruit was her people were saved. <laughs> Deborah yeah, was given yeah. an assignment to sit in a seat of authority as a judge. The fruit was that Barack won the war. Uh, he won the yeah, battle. Yeah. So the best yeah. to me is the fruit. Um, you know, because if God didn't put a person in a place of authority and, and give them that assignment, it, it's going to come to nothing. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. God's in it, God always yeah. succeeds. He always wins. Yeah. He, he is always yeah. going to cause uh, that thing to flourish and to come out uh, in a way that benefits the kingdom of God. And so, you know, we as as women have to stay centered in the will of God and know that we've heard him and do what he's called us to do. I love that, Carla. Yes, thank you. That 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 was for me. Y'all the y'all the listeners, that was little that was a little extra for y'all, but that there one was for me. Thank you. Yes, yes. I I absolutely love that. I think you know, I wanted to uh share this this time uh and recognize uh, Women's History Month, because I don't think we do enough mm. um, celebrating the contributions. I mean, you know, many people that they make, I don't think we do enough of it in the church, in the kingdom, mm -hmm. celebrating the contributions of of women and the things that we've been able to, to do with the help of the Lord, the influence that we've had um, in helping to move um things forward. I don't want to say ministries yeah. or churches, but right. things what God has given us to do um, to move it forward. And I love, you know, I, I am a firm believer. It's, it's a cliche. Is it a cliche or it's churchy that the works that we've done will speak for us, mm -hmm. the works, the fruit that we've done mm -hmm. will speak for us. And I think all of us should have that desire to make sure that whatever we're doing, that we're doing what God has required of us. I, I tell, mm -hmm. I say this all the time, Carla, and, you know, maybe ad nauseum when I'm working with other people, I always ask them, I see them kind of being busy and going in this direction. Right, right. Should I do this? Right. Should I do that? And the question that I always ask, the question that comes back to me is this, did you do what the Lord gave you to do? Because at the end of the day, we're going to be held accountable to that. Mm -hmm. We're going to be held accountable to doing what God has called us to do. So regardless of, of gender, I believe women 
men. God has gifted us with these grace gifts to move ministries, to, to advance the kingdom of God, yes. to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And at the end of the day, he's going to ask us what we did with what he gave us. Right. Um, and it is my prayer to those who are listening that this conversation really is um, being a blessing to you, but also challenging you in your thought process to say, well, yeah, what is it that I'm doing? You know, maybe, you know, Carla is right. There are some things that I should see and do. And then there are some things that I should see and pray about because God has given it to me to do something about. Mm -hmm. That's the message, brothers and sisters that are listening. That's the message that you do what it is God has given you to do. Um, so Carla, I want to talk to you a little bit about really quickly, how, what, what did it look like as you were coming up to surround yourself with mentors? Um, when I was younger, I didn't know what that was. I I didn't know what that a mentor or coach, Mm -hmm. I didn't recognize or come to understand or appreciate what that was until I was in my late Mm -hmm. (laughs) twenties, my late twenties. For you, what did what did it look like for you to surround yourself with other women that could really speak into you, help you to grow and develop? I know you talked wow. a lot about, you know, being raised in service, but mm-hmm. were there were there women who specifically may have taken you under their wings and kind of poured into you? What did that look like for you? Wow, that is a great question. Um, you know, when I was coming up, I, I didn't know that word mentor the way that we know it now either. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the village. <laughs> I'm grateful for yes. the, the family um, feeling that we had growing up. And what I mean by that is I, I come from a great family. I, I'm grateful for my mm-hmm. family. Yeah, my mom and dad raised my sister and I well. Um, but we were also a part of a, an extended family. I had lots of aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. Um but my church family was a family mm-hmm. as well. So much so that a lot of our church family, we called aunt and uncle and I didn't know who was my blood aunt and uncle and who were the church aunt and uncles because we Amen. all acted Amen like to that. we were one family. Um, and so out mm-hmm. of that, you know, I had people like um, Aunt Audrey who gave me an opportunity mm-hmm. to teach a Sunday school. So mm-hmm. I taught the young women's mm-hmm. class um, Aunt Norma is the one who let me teach Mm -hmm. the nursery Sunday school class. I had Sister Perry who would come up to me in church with a tissue in her hand and just put it under my lips. I'd spit that gum out. That was mentoring. (laughs) I didn't know that was mentoring at the time, but that was teaching me (laughs) how to conduct myself in the house of God. Um, You know, and just as, as a young woman, there were, I I could go on and on with names of people, Mm -hmm. but there were people even outside of my church that, that God used, you know, there was a time I just wanted to go deeper in God. And I remember I had heard on the radio uh, a a, a lady who would speak. She would preach. And uh, I went Mm -hmm. over to her church. She didn't know me from a can of paint. I didn't know her from Eve. But I went, and that Mm -hmm. was Dr. Betty Peebles at Jericho. And I would go and slip into that church and sit. And after service, go up and talk to her. Dr. Betty Peebles, God rest her soul in heaven she Mm -hmm. mentored me 
Uh, there, mm-hmm. I've never told that story before. But there, there are others like that who, you know, I, I found that, um, you know, there were things that I felt like I needed in my development and God would place people in my path. Um, for me, I'm very shy. I tend to be very introverted, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a lot mm-hmm. for me to extend myself to mentors. Um, so I'm grateful for those who've extended themselves to me. But even now, you know, I still have mentors. I have some powerful mentors um, that I won't say all of their names right now, but some Mm -hmm. mighty, Mm -hmm. mighty women in God who take time with me. Just went out to dinner with one of them uh, last week, and she's a national and international figure. And I'm just so grateful that she takes time for me to develop me at this journey of my walk. So it's not just in the beginning, Tawanda, it's even now. I still need somebody to hold my hand and tell me to take the gum out of my mouth. Amen. Oh, I love that, Carla. I love that. And I think, you know, I, I wanted you to share that with our listeners because, and I, I I love, again, the way the the women that you mentioned just so gracefully, although it wasn't a, um, a, a program, formal, quote unquote, mental kind of mentor mm-hmm. uh, relationship, it was just the natural way of coming alongside another young lady. Right just saying, you know, I want to help you. I want to be an influence. And, you know, it doesn't have to be regimented or structured. Like you said, that's simple, you know, tissue, teaching you how to conduct yourself in the house of God. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what that looks like. So I thank you for sharing. I believe every leader needs a mentor. Every single leader needs a mentor. You need someone who can speak into you, someone who can pour into you, Mm -hmm. someone that can help you, um, when, because you can't see your blind right. spots, right. right? We need that in our lives. We need that in our lives. I'm so grateful yeah. for that. So listen, Carla, I, I have um, enjoyed this conversation, but I want to pivot just okay. a little bit uh, okay. to a segment that I, I'd like to call Think Fast. Um, just so we can kind of get, you said, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is she leaning in like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, just so that we can... Uh, the listeners can get to know you just a little bit better. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want you to think too long and hard okay. about it because it's supposed to be fun. Okay. okay. Number one, what's your favorite sitcom, past or present, and why? Uh, different World. Oh, yes. Tell us I why. Different World because it was that whole Black college experience and um, that – I, I I missed living on campus, so I missed part of that, but I got to pick it up through a different world. Oh, yes. I love that. I love it. Okay. If you had to choose any place to vacation, where would you Dubai. go? Dubai. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that's on my list. Oh, do tell. Jesus, hear me. It's on your Dubai, list. Dubai, Lord, please. <laughs> Because I think that Dubai Why? has um, the best of, of many different aspects of what I like in a vacation. I love culture. I love history. Mm-hmm. I love uh, ethnic foods from different places. Mm-hmm. I love the beach. I love, um, so I know they have yeah. water. I know it's a desert, but they also have some water. I love experiences when I'm on vacation. So I want to get in a dune buggy. I want to ride the camel. And then they have great shopping and they have, you know, just experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Visit hotels and, and restaurants, and I just think it would be fabulous to go to Dubai. <laughs> yes, 
Oh my goodness. Yes. I, I, that's on my list too. It's going, it's, it's kind of, it's on my list, but I have to overcome a fear of flying long distances. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So pray for you, girl. You can do it. (laughs) I want to go to Dubai. I, I'll, I'll have to do that vicariously through you when you make it post all your pictures. I'll do that. I'll do that. And now I have to get you some blue goalie. Just take some blue goalie, get on the plane. You'll be all right. Listen, oh, let's not even go there about the blue goalie because I t- that ashwagandha is real stuff Thank there, you. Carla. Come Thank on you. now. <laughs> It'll help calm I you down. Love it. Just calm I love you down. It. It helps. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. I don't even have a sponsorship with the goalie, but let me tell you, I love it. The blue goalie. Let me tell you, the ashwagandha, it does help. So, brothers and sisters, if you need something to help calm you down, go get you that blue goalie in that blue bottle. That ashwagandha is some good stuff. Oh, gosh. This is so fun. This is so fun. Okay. So, favorite, favorite artist, favorite Mm -hmm. artist, whether that is um, singer. Mm favorite person and why Fred Hammond like what what who Fred Hammond Fred Slamming Hammond what's your what's one of your what's one of your favorite projects from Fred um oh um uh okay wait I the titles escape me right now but the early works of Fred Hammond I'm sorry I can't think of the name of the album but um the early works of Fred Hammond I like everything he produces because I like his sound so of course I'm a commissioned fan uh I like the old I like the new I like the worship Uh, I'm with it favorite artist yeah I'm I'm so glad you mentioned uh Fred uh Fred is one of my favorite artists as well and one of his timeless uh classics for me that's always on repeat is pages of life one and two yes um by far hands down one of the best projects in my opinion from fred hammond pages of life one and two so listeners if you're not familiar with fred hammond please go check out his body of work pages of life one and two are definitely um one of my absolute favorites um so carla uh i've i've valued your time um because i know you've got a lot going on i have two final Mm -hmm. questions for you as we wrap up today's conversation um one of which is how can people find um well this is one question in addition to the 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 last Mm -hmm. two i want to ask you how can people find you on social media folks want to kind of get connected with dr carla stokes where are you on social well you can find me on ig uh carla dot a dot stokes Carla with the C dot mm-hmm. a dot S T O K S. And I'm on Facebook, Carla Stokes. You know, there, there are many Carla Stokes out there, but look for me. You'll, you'll find me. <laughs> look for you. I'm always yes, talking about yes. the King's and table. We'll be sure. So when you find the, the Facebook page yes. of the Carla Stokes at the King's table, you'll know it's the right one. That's right. And we'll be sure to post your social handles in the show notes as well. Um, what are you reading, Carla? Wow. I am reading Walking in Your Assignment by Bishop John Francis um, because I want to stay connected mm. with my assignments mm-hmm. and my callings. Um, reading a few others, uh, but but that's the one that's, it, you know, right on the nightstand right now. Okay. Okay. Um, last question. Uh, how can the community of kingdom leaders that are listening to this podcast, how can we pray for you? Oh, wow. Oh, what a wonderful question. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, 
my my prayer is that I stay in the center of the Lord's will. So I ask you to please pray for my focus, uh, that that the Lord would help me to stay focused, not to be pulled to the left or the right, not to be distracted or discouraged by things I see or hear, um, but that I would stay right where the Lord wants me to be. I thank you for that question. Amen. Amen. Uh, so with that, I'm so honored to conclude this first season of the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast with Dr. Carla Stokes. Thank you so much for your time today, Carla. I appreciate it. May God bless Thank you. Thank you. It's been an honor to be on this podcast with you. And I applaud the work that you're doing, my sister. Please know I'm here for you. So anything you ever need, I've got you. And know that the work that you're doing, it is making a great kingdom impact because you are defining kingdom excellence by what you do. You're letting us see it in action. And we thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carla. Thank you so much for listening and for coming along with me as we explore what it means to operate in the spirit of kingdom excellence. If you enjoyed what you've heard, and it is my prayer that you did, do me a favor, tell other kingdom leaders you know about this space and encourage them to subscribe and follow wherever you're listening. It's been my privilege to share a few minutes of your day talking about what it means to operate in the spirit of kingdom excellence. Be sure to check the show notes from today's episode for ways to stay connected with me. And remember, if excellence is important to God, it should be important to you. Until next time, may God bless you.